really interested in the occult and divination ever since I was a kid. I was really encouraged to explore those things because my mom was really interested in readings and horoscopes and uh, she used to have psychics over to the house uh, and they would do parties and things like that at her house and uh, record everything on a cassette tape and my mom would let me listen to the tapes later. I wouldn't say that I was deeply immersed in it, but it was definitely there. And uh, yeah, like I said, I, you know, I was always interested in those, in those things and uh, I wasn't discouraged from exploring them. And welcome everybody to Haunting Live Podcast this week. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and watching live. If you miss us live here, you can always catch us later on on the podcast apps. Uh, but thank you so much for tuning in this week. We do have a very special guest joining us here who will be on in just a moment. But first of all, I want to thank you guys so much for subscribing to our YouTube channel and following us on our social media platforms. We're on all the platforms where you can check us out and our posts that we do there for you guys. But we do have a very special guest here joining us to talk about his journey through mediumship and uh, talk a little bit about what he does to us today. And uh, we welcome Chris to the podcast. Hey, uh, Trevor, how are you? Hi, how are you, Chris? Thank you so much for joining us here today. Well, thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's wonderful you could be able to help us out here this week and uh, talk a little bit about what you do as a medium. And you're known as the Montclair Medium. How did you get that name? Well, I live in Montclair, New Jersey, so that was a pretty easy one for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty easy, makes a definite connection, and people get to know you pretty well that way. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been doing mediumship for, and uh, sort of what got you into the field? Yeah, sure, it's a good question. Uh, I really started noticing uh, and interacting with spirit when I was a child, although I got to admit, when I was a child, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um, as perhaps most children uh, do, you know, I was interacting with uh, people that I thought were just imaginary playmates. As I look back on it, I should have realized something was a little bit off when they could talk back to me and I could have full on conversations uh, with people that nobody else could see. And I thought, okay, well, it's just my imagination. But it, when they're talking back to me, that was something that was quite different. You know, of course, I squelched it for a bunch of decades as I got more mature and logical and analytical and said, oh, that's just child's play. Um, but it wasn't until after I started uh, meditating when I was probably in my, I guess my forties or so, um, because I was on Wall Street, I was getting you know totally stressed out. I started meditating every single day just to relax. And after about 12 months of meditation, one day I had a spiritual awakening where all of a sudden I saw four spirits in my mind's eye and I had this dramatic experience, which was absolutely beautiful. And after that uh, awakening, 
it was really where all of a sudden the door kind of reopened. Um, I had, I had lost all my family already, except for my wife and my son. Um, and I kept on having very vivid dreams, uh, dream visitations. I could hear things. I could like know things, but it wasn't until that awakening where all of a sudden it was, you know, full on full blower. I was like, I got to explore this. And after the awakening and I started exploring, um, clearly went to a lot of mediumship uh, classes and courses, but then I started taking mentorships with a lot of uh, very well-known uh, tutors from the Arthur Finley College in London, uh, sorry, in England. Um, and so kind of now I stand on the, uh, the shoulders of giants, uh, whether it's, um, you know, Tony Stockwell or uh, Reverend Janet Nohavik or, you know, James Van Prague or Lee Van Zyl. Uh, there are just a host of them that I, you know, I learned so much from and they're, they're wonderful. And so I'll, I'll give them all the credit because they basically opened the door even further for me. So basically you started off doing meditation on your own just to get yourself relaxed day to day. And that's what led you into wanting to do it full time and learning more, or was there some really it was big the, experience it was, that the, it was the meditation process mm -hmm. that I did for about 15 minutes every single day before I went off to work, just so I could relax. I didn't have any notion of what it was all about. I thought, okay, I'm just here to relax. I'm just here to de-stress. I'm just gonna do this with thinking, okay, this is a wonderful uh, concept for me to learn to alleviate my stress from the job. I had no idea what was going to happen, but I did it for every, sing every single day for 12 months. And that was helping me de-stress. But it was at the end of that 12-month period, I had, without realizing it, I had been literally sitting in the power, which is a very specific type of meditation that helps a person not only go within and learn about their own spirit, it also allows them to expand their spirit, expand their energy to the point where they're beginning to expand to the spirit that's around them and the energy that's around them and to connect with all the energy. And so after I had done that for 12 months, I hadn't even realized that that's what I was doing, connecting with the energy. So at the end of that 12 month period, that's when all of a sudden, when I got connected to this incredible sensation of energy. In fact, one of the uh, spirit personalities that uh, came to me, the because the, there were four in front of me, two on my left, two on my right, and the, the one on my right hand side sent a uh, an incredible beam of energy that went right through my chest and out through my back, which told me I wasn't asleep, <laughs> I wasn't dreaming, um, but it was this intense beam of energy. And all of a sudden that's when I sort of had this out of body experience where at that point I realized I'm somewhere quote unquote out there. I don't know if it was in the universe or wherever I was at that time. And I just remember connecting with all this energy and everything around me was love. And I was love. I was at one with love and I was at one with this, constant uh stream of energy it was like a um like a thread and i was just a part of it and that's when almost sudden i began to realize that everything that we see and we experience and we and we and we and we touch or we think we're touch is actually just you know the illusion the true reality is actually so much greater and there is a true singularity that's out there as we realize it and that kind of touches on 
quantum physics, which I had been dabbling on, but yeah, it was just, a, it was such an incredible opening at that point. I've had a similar experience too when I was meditating one time, actually, I was pretty much torn out of my body. I meditated so long, I guess, and it just drew me upward so high. I felt like I was rising forever and ever and ever. Um, finally, I came to rest on a mountaintop, which is weird, and sort of the same feeling. I felt like I was out of body. So would you say that you actually had an out-of-body experience then at that time, or did you know what was happening? Yeah, at that time, I, at, the, at the time, I didn't realize really what was going on other than the fact is I knew I was somewhere else. I didn't feel myself lifting out of my body. I just knew I was taken somewhere somehow, and I was just not where I originally was. I just remember uh, whether it was sort of a, a gray background, a, a cloudy background, a, a, you know, a background at one point that was very... Uh, foggy, if anything, and then that uh, morphed into something that was just very—I uh, want to call it like the like like the universe, like like very dark—and it was something that was just very uh, relaxing and peaceful. And what was so bizarre about it, uh, when I look back on it, even at the time, it was I was uh, struggling to to comprehend what was going on. There was this uh, feeling, and I and, and I remember the communication was more of a, of a, of a mind communication, a feeling communication, because somehow this feeling came over me, this knowledge that I was being told that I was quote unquote perfect. And of course I was at the time going, that's just not possible. How can I be perfect? I'm, I'm just human. I've done so many bad things. That's just not possible. And so I couldn't get my mind around any of this. <laughs> So you were basically receiving messages at that time that you were sort of meditating. Were they sort of guiding you which way to go? They which were way to basically turn, opening. No, they were at the, at the, at the time, uh, spirit basically has opened the door. And it was at that point that I realized there was something far greater than was that I had ever undergone far greater than I had ever uh, realized. And I, after the experience, I sat there for about 15 minutes or so and had to process everything. I immediately ran to my desk, wrote down the entire experience and started realizing that some of the prior experiences I've been having, whether they were the dream visitations or um, the feelings of energy going around my body. Because when I was a child, uh, for example, I could feel uh, when I was in bed, for example, and trying to go to sleep, I can remember feeling hands on my back which of course, as a child, I thought, oh my God, it's the monsters coming to take me away, right? Uh, or I would uh, hear voices in my room. I didn't have any siblings and my parents were at the other end of the house and we lived in a rural area. Um, and so as a kid, again, I'm still freaking out going, oh my God, here come the monsters, they're coming after me. Uh, you know, so I'm pulling the sheets over my head going, go away, go away, right? Um, but that's, the kind of same stuff that was happening. I was feeling all those energies because I'd go through like these different rooms in my house. And I just feel like these energetic uh, champagne like bubbles kind of going up and down my arms every so often. It felt like somebody wrapped me around with like this giant saran wrap bubble full of tingling energy. And I'd feel it like somebody plugged me into a socket. And that was kind of what happened when I was, you know, in my new experience all of a sudden i'm like feeling the energy up and down that's kind of what happens now anytime i know spirits around i always feel like the energy like i i can feel their energy that's 
that's what we are. We're all energy. It's just a question of what's the vibration of that energy. And that's just pure quantum physics again, which I, you know, I could go on for days about. <laughs> sure. Let's touch a little bit upon that now, because I know these days scientists are trying to create things like quantum computers and stuff like that um, to maybe communicate with the other side, to communicate with spirit on a different level, but more than mediumship that we do. Um, they're actually trying to do that on a physical level. So is that sort of the thing you're talking about? Like, how do you well, yeah, yeah, communication? Yeah, yeah. yeah what, what, what's, so, what's so interesting is when you begin to look at it from, a, from quantum physics, I mean, quantum physics has shown us for years that everything in existence is essentially empty space. 99.99999% of everything in existence is empty space. I mean, Einstein showed that, pure quantum mechanics shows us that. In fact, if you were to go to uh, the carbon atom, for example, and you were to look at the nucleus and take that nucleus, expand it to the size of a golf ball, the electron of that carbon atom would be two miles away. Everything else, is empty space, but the empty space is filled with energy. So everything in existence is essentially energy. The chairs that we're sitting on right now are energy. We experience them as matter. We think they're matter. We think they're tough. And you know, we, our skin, our body, this this meat suit that we call a body, we experience it as real, as as material. Everything around us we experience as material because that's all we know. But in fact, everything is energy. We just happen to be at a very low vibration. And we know that all matter, all energy can be at different states. It can be either a solid, a liquid, a gas, plasma, etc. So we just happen to be at a very low vibration, like a, an ice cube, for example, an ice cube, very low vibration, right? Just look at the molecules within the ice cube. It's not really moving very much, but then... As it gets hotter, it melts, the molecules begin to speed up, you go to a gas, the molecules are getting even more excited. And as they're doing this, not only are they dense, you know, when they were in the ice cube, they're densely packed, kind of like us, we're all densely packed in. But the more we expand, the faster the molecules get, the farther apart the molecules get, just like a gas. To the point where, you know, if you go to excite them even more, they become a plasma. And if you go beyond at that point, you can't even see them. And if you go beyond plasma, then they become non-physical. It's still energy. It's still there. It's just at a vibration you cannot um, see or understand or connect with physical instruments. You can connect with them with non-physical senses that we all have. And that's the great part. All humans have the non-physical senses, but it's just right below the surface but we use them every day. Intuition, our gut feeling, humans have this. That's kind of, it's, it's the mammalian core of our brain. We just, now that we're using all these, the, the forebrain for everything that we do every day, it, we're not even using the back part of our brain, the hindbrain. We actually use things like that every day. We use intuition every day, but we don't think that we're using it, but we are. We have those abilities. Um, yeah. Some of us are even tapping into other abilities, such as um, telepathy, stuff like that, that we don't think of every single day. Or psychokinesis, for example, where you're actually moving things with your mind. Um, those type of things we're actually tapping into um, more and more, I think, and certain people are reaching those higher vibrations. Is that sort of what you're talking about, where we're reaching a higher state? And we yeah. can actually do those more advanced abilities. 
Well, I mean, just think, for example, you, you, you meet somebody for the first time, right? Sometimes you'll have this gut reaction and you're like, something's telling me there's something off. I just don't know why. I don't know what it is, but there's some all of a sudden in your gut and you're like, and they haven't even said a word, right? You've never met them before. You don't know what it is, but you shake their hand and all of a sudden you know that there's something wrong. You're like, and it's not their face. You don't know why. Or sometimes people can walk into a room and they can feel the energy's all wrong. You know, when there's, you, you, like you walk into a party, right? Let's say there is a, a massive argument. You can walk into there, into that room, and maybe you might not even uh, see anybody there, but the residual energy that's there, you can feel it. And you don't have to be special. You don't have to be psychic. You, you know it's already happened. And the converse is true as well. If everybody's having a phenomenal time, what do people say? Oh, the vibes in this party are great. What are they talking about? The vibration of the energy. So it's either incredibly high vibration energy or incredibly low vibration energy. It's just a matter of what the vibration is. Yep, that's true. And as soon as you get the higher vibration, that's when you start experiencing more abilities. So, um, exactly. so what other type of experiences have you had as a medium then as you've been going through your uh, journey through mediumship? Has there been one sort of instant that stood out to you? Like, well, this is pretty cool that I can communicate with spirit or that I can see spirit or that something happened to you that yeah. really stood out. What was one thing that really stood out? Uh, what was so bizarre was uh, for the longest time, I mean, remember, I was coming from at the time, you know, I was younger, you know, I was coming from Wall Street. So I was this agnostic person. I was this materialistic person. I was, I was somebody who just didn't believe any of this stuff because I had gotten into the point in my head where I'm like, you know, none of this stuff is, it could possibly be real. And, you know, the only God I worshiped at that point in time on Wall Street was the God of money. So I was just like, um, at, so at that point, I was just like, none of this could be happening. But then it, all, of, all of these different things started to add up. And over the course of like 20, 25 years, for some reason, I kept on reading and reading and reading all these books about the paranormal, about spirit, about near-death experiences, about life after death, about mediums. And I didn't know why, but I was fascinated by it. <laughs> it was like, it was like um, two personalities, the one personality that didn't believe it, the other personality that was curious about it. But what was so funny, it, looking back on it in hindsight, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty, is that it kind of seems like spirit was like dropping the breadcrumbs in front of me to have me, reading me, have me read all these different books. So over the course of 20, 25 years, by the time I finally had my uh, spiritual awakening, I'd already read so many uh, books, so many treatises, so many um, automatic writings that had uh, been created over the last 150 years by spirit personalities that had come back through a medium and written these books describing everything that had going on, as well as all the experiences of the mediums. By that point, I was like, this is something that's very interesting. So by the time I started learning mediumship and I started really understanding what mediumship was all about, I had a really good foundation of what was happening. And I think perhaps some of the 
times that I'd go in in the beginning of my mediumship, I was always, which perhaps may uh, be very true with most beginning mediums. When I began, it was all very, um, I was very skeptical. I was like, this is wonderful, but is this me? Is this my imagination? Could I really be doing this? Maybe. So I think what was happening was that in the beginning, I would just, you know, do readings for people and the most incredible yeses. Oh my gosh, you're right. Oh, wow. And I, and, and, and I would experience all these different, whether it was an image or a sound or a feeling or a sudden knowing I'd be sitting down with a person giving them their reading and I'd just be getting this download of information and I'd just be relaying the information that I'd be receiving and they'd be saying absolutely right and I was always flabbergasted I was like how can this be happening this this is absolutely amazing and that's why I really had to keep on going and going and going. And, and eventually it was a, a point where I just uh, said, let's just really um, give into this. And over time, I just said, you know, you got to understand that spirits here using you as the telephone booth so they can communicate with the people they want to. Yeah, I think that happens a lot of times, like the spiritual just not really use you but they'll put their message through you what they want you to tell somebody so th they are basically using you as a conduit to transmit that message um yeah but i'm getting a message here that we're running out of time on our connection so what i'm going to do is take a quick break then we'll reconnect and come back live here on the channel okay sounds great all right give me one moment and we'll be right back with uh chris and um he's the montclair medium and uh he's talking to us today about his journey and some experiences he's had in mediumship so thank you so much chris and we'll be right back um and began working with healing of the land and because it felt like such a massive project, started teaching everyone who wanted to learn. From childhood, I would see spirits, and I just felt like they were the extra people in my home. I had a hard time like sharing that. Uh, I grew up in the Bible Belt in South Carolina, and it's just not cool. <laughs> or it's frowned upon, it's, it's demonic, or ooh, you know, scary. I've always been a spooky kid. Um, I love everything paranormal. I can't, I don't have a memory where I didn't believe in magic and the paranormal. I use my intuitive abilities to help people identify their inner self. So have a deeper self-awareness. And through that, I'm able to um, help them see different perceptions and different um, belief systems that might be preventing them, you know, exploring their journey. Um, and began working with healing of the land. And because it felt like such a massive project, started teaching everyone who wanted to learn. From childhood, I would see spirits and I just felt like they were the extra people in my home. I had a hard time like sharing that. Uh, I grew up in the Bible Belt in South Carolina and it's just not cool. <laughs> or it's frowned upon, it's, it's demonic or ooh, you know, scary. I've always been a spooky kid. Um, I love everything paranormal. I can't, I don't have a memory where I didn't believe in magic and the paranormal. 
I use my intuitive abilities to help people identify their inner self. So have a deeper self-awareness. And through that, I'm able to um, help them see different perceptions and different um, belief systems that might be preventing them, you know, exploring their journey. And we are back with Chris. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Chris. I really appreciate you taking your time and talking to us. Um, thank you for being on the show today. Me. Uh, no problem at all. Um, we had a few technical issues earlier, but things seem to be worked out here now. So um, back for part two here. So we were just talking a little bit about one of the experiences you had. Do you want to keep going on that experience that you want to share with us? Yeah, I think what's really uh, interesting was that coming from my background, it took me so long to really fully believe that I was actually uh, able to communicate with spirit because it, I was such a materialist. I was such an agnostic. I was like, this, this couldn't be real. But all my experiences kept on proving to be right. And I was like, this is, I was like, I, I had to, I was kind of forced to accept it. So then over the course of uh, you know, time, I started taking more and more courses with you know, uh, mentors from you know, the Arthur Finley College, who then really refined it for me to the point where uh, now I'll do uh, readings. And what's so important is to understand that we're spirit inside, so that if you allow your spirit inside to expand and then connect to the spirit that's all around you, you realize that you're actually commuting with spirit and it's actually quite easy. And that way, when you really connect with spirit, what you're doing is you're bringing through their personality and you're basically painting them back into a sort of a 3D reality right with you. And that's what's so beautiful is that spirit will come in and they'll let you know their personality. And quite often they'll come in and connect with me to the point where they're either overshadowing different parts of my body or they're changing my voice a little bit um, using their mannerisms or some people say that sometimes my face will, will, will move in, such, in a certain way exactly like you know the loved one that that's speaking at the time which ultimately makes a lot of sense because I do a lot of trance mediumship now and as I do trance mediumship you know my guides are coming through and the data that comes through to seems to continue to uh, get proven to be true or, or shown to be quite accurate and I'm just flabbergasted that sometimes spirit will put me into a trance inner reading and they'll start to speak through me to the client, to the loved one here in the physical. And I think that was perhaps one of my greatest experiences was actually allowing this woman's husband to speak through me to her. And it was just the most beautiful thing. Just like, and every single time they come through, there's this beautiful sensation of love that the spirit personality wants to express and give to the person here in the physical because a, a reading is nothing but pure love that's coming through that's designed to be healing so the connection the communication is purely 
a transformational love and healing experience for the sitter and partly for me because I'm just basically getting the residual energy from them. Yeah, like we were saying early before the break that you guys, you're just the conduit for the message coming through for the energy that totally. wants to pass on the message. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and is that what you do basically day to day or what do you do for your clients as a medium? Do you normally do message settings or do you do readings or do you just pass on messages for your clients or do you do actual sit down readings or how does it work with you? Yeah, what I do is I'll offer the client uh, primarily, you know, basically let them let them choose because they have the opportunity to choose what service you know they want, whether it's mediumship, whether it's a, a spiritual assessment, uh, whether it's a past life reading where they go on a, a journey from the guides who choose a specific uh, life they would have lived in the past and how it's relevant to this life. And whatever mediumship uh, experience they're learning or having or desiring to sign up for, I give them. Uh, and in some cases, it's also a trance healing. I'll go into a trance and I'll let the guides, you know, give them a healing. And that's just, that's beautiful because sometimes when I've given a healing to, to people, the, the, the power is pretty intense, but then the effect when you see on the client is just, it's miraculous. I'm like, wow, where did all this come from? So I still have to pinch myself. I'm like, this is amazing. This is great. I wish I could just walk around and do this to everybody, right? <laughs> And you basically can now because you've learned those techniques, you know how to do it, and that's what you provide for your clients, right? So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's it, it's great, and what I what I also try to do is just you know teach everybody how to do it because everybody can do it. So, are you a teacher then as well? Do you teach how to do mediumship? Do you teach different things of energy work and stuff like that, or? Yeah, I've got uh, a, a a school, a mediumship school that teaches people how to you know, begin down the road of mediumship if that's something that they're interested in, or just learn how to open up their spiritual awareness uh, to you know to greater things, because so many people are sort of you know gripped in the day to day material world. My whole goal is to try to see if we can raise the spiritual awareness and consciousness of humanity, because we're so blinded, you know, we, we can't see past, you know, two inches in front of us. We can raise that spiritual awareness. That's great. And I've got actually a, a new course that's coming out uh, just actually uh, within about a week or so that really it's all about that spiritual awareness. I've got a class coming up this Wednesday too, so. That's really cool that you can teach that as well to your clients and anybody that wants to learn how to do that kind of work. That's cool that you're able to actually help people and teach them how to do it themselves because it's so much better to be able to learn how to do it than just have somebody do it for you every single time you want something, right? So, Yeah, and, 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 that's, and that's why I keep on sort of like pounding the table about this is that I know everybody can do it. Everybody can connect. It's just a question of allowing themselves to do it. And I'm... Um, I, I, I think on the case, I think I remember one of the, one of the reasons, uh, one, one of the things I was doing when I first was connecting with uh, the, the, the spirit personalities in my uh, spiritual awakening, the first question I asked was, why me? I'm just a regular guy from Wall Street. Why are you, why are you having me 
do this. And, you know, for the longest time, I, I you know, was frustrated because I wasn't getting an immediate answer. Then all of a sudden I got my answer because I'm that regular guy. I'm not the guy who is off in the Himalayan Kush. You know, I'm not Buddha. I'm not, I'm just like a regular dude <laughs> proving that anybody can do this. So if I'm, if I can do it, anybody can do it. That's true. And I think it actually provides a lot more credence to you as a teacher and a tutor to actually be at, I'm not going to say like your client's level, but not everybody's at that higher level yet. So you need to start at the beginning and work through your levels. And it's great to have a tutor or teacher that's at that same level as you to start with. Right. So, yeah. And, and, and the other thing is, uh, especially one of the things that I've also gone through is in the very beginning of my uh, unfoldment of mediumship, I was learning mediumship and I was uh, told that, these are the exact ways that you must learn your mediumship. And if you vary outside of this box, it's not going to work. And if you don't follow it there, you're going to have problems. And so for the longest time, I kept on thinking, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this until finally I started encountering these other mentors from Arthur Finley who started saying, here are all the ways you can do it. And it suddenly became clear to me, Oh, there are many other ways, and, and most importantly, you can be very clear in how you do it. And I think that's kind of the most important part is make it understandable, make it easy to learn. Because when I got through, I was just like so confused. I didn't know what was going on. Finally, people started explaining it in a very understandable way. I was like, ah, it's like suddenly the clouds parted and I could see the sun, right? So was it that way for you? Did you have a sunny moment where you're like, oh, I can do this. I can actually do this for my clients. And I actually want to do this for my clients. And um, my clients will know what I'm talking about when I'm doing this. I can actually go further. And Well, I I, I wouldn't say there'd be any one moment. I would say there is a time where of a time of progression and all uh, developing mediums will go through this. And the example I use, it's like going to the gym. Remember when you go to the gym, you're like, you're really excited. Maybe it's January 2nd, right? You go to the gym, you're all psyched at you. And for the first three months, you're all incredible. You're doing great. And you're seeing phenomenal progress. You're getting better and better and better. You can lift more weights. You're seeing your physique starting to change. You're like, oh, this is phenomenal. I'm never going to stop, right? But then your body plateaus. And you're like, ah, I can't get even farther. And then you go back down a little bit and you're like, oh, but you keep on working through it and then you come back up. So it's like the series of hills and valleys, hills and valleys. The thing is that the hills, the hill, the hilltops each time are a little bit higher and the valleys are a little bit higher. So you, it's, you're slowly going up and up and up and up. And it's the same thing with mediumship. You'll go through these peaks and valleys and peaks and valleys. But over time, you start to realize that the peaks and valleys are getting higher and higher and higher and higher. And you start to realize, okay, it's just an evolution of the abilities that I've got. I'm not losing one. I'm not losing another. They're just shifting. 
they're focusing on one, then they're focusing on another, and then they're focusing on a third. So it's just an, a, a change. It's kind of like a trainer working with you and you say, okay, today we're going to, you know, for the next three months, we're going to work with your core. For the following three months, we're going to just work with your legs. And then we're going to work the following three months with your arms, right? And so it's just like a constant rotation. It's not like, I've lost my core. What happened? No, they're just moving it around. So once you got moved all around, did you figure out where you were at the end uh, to where you are now? I know we're always learning. We're always learning new things. But do you feel like you've reached your point where you're at your top? Or do you feel like you still have to learn more? Oh, I, I definitely know I always uh, will have more uh, to learn. In fact, there's, there's this great quotation by Mavis Patilla, uh, who's been you know, doing uh, mediumship for about 50 years or so. And she says, I'm always learning. I'm always getting a new arrow in my quiver. I love that saying, a new arrow in my quiver. It's like you're constantly learning something new because we'll, we'll, we'll never stop learning. We'll, we'll never have a, a, some point where we're gonna say, ah, I am at my peak because you'll never get your peak. The only time you'll be at your peak is the time you'll actually be in the spirit world where you will know how to communicate back with people on earth because we're still human. We're still in the material. We're still trying to get to that point where we can, you know, literally have this phenomenal communication with spirit as if I'm speaking to you right now. And it's not going to be that way until we're in spirit. So hopefully uh, that, <laughs> that won't be over a long time. Right. But uh, the, the concept is I'll always be learning and I'll never be at that quote unquote peak. Will I feel comfortable? I do feel comfortable. And I, I love, you know, giving readings and every month I do demonstrations and, you know, certainly I'll do, you know, courses and, and, and teaching. And it's just a, it's just a matter of me and my relationship with spirit and my, my relationship with my guides. And it also, it's kind of like, you know, riding a bike when a, when a, uh, a medium begins early on, they're not really sure of what they're doing and they're not really confident. They're kind of wobbling around. They're like, mm, gee, do I, am I doing this? But the more you kind of get used to riding the bike, eventually you're no longer wobbling. And then pretty soon you're really confident on the bike and you just take off and you're like, you're flying. And that's kind of where, you know, where most mediums wind up going after a matter of years. And then they eventually reached your point where you're teaching and helping people learn their own mediumship. So that's right. what I think is so yeah. great about so, it. So exactly. Yeah. So if you feel confident about your own mediumship and you feel, and you feel good about where you are with spirit with your relationship with your guides, with your relationship with other clients to that point, that's when you can start to really broaden your wings, not only, you know, expand to different modalities, whether it's trance or healing or whatever it is, you can then also begin to offer your knowledge to other people. So true. And speaking of other knowledge, I know you happen to have a book out as well that you've written. So, um, Tell us a little bit about how that came about and uh, why you decide to write a book. <laughs> yeah, um, it's really kind of interesting. I was writing because I've, I've got a blog that I write and I was starting to write articles uh, in the blog and I started thinking to myself, well, this is interesting. You know, maybe I can put some of these uh, 
articles together. And, and I said, well, this is actually really fun. Let me take this and write this into a book. And so I, I sat down and within what, I think about four months, three or four months, the uh, book went from blank page to published. And you know now it's sold like 17,000 copies. And when I showed a draft of my book to uh, some of my mentors, they turned to me and they said, you do realize half of this has been automatically written by spirit, don't you? And I'm like, well, I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that too. Maybe spirit had a hand in helping you, right? part of it or all of it so absolutely because some of it was coming through so eloquently and so um you know fluently it's like wow where did this come from and that's what happens because i'll do a lot of uh you know trance writing also automatic writing where i'll sit down and and some of the most beautiful stuff comes through it's it's astounding what spirit can do with us uh whether it's through automatic writing or it's through trance you know, spirit works in amazing ways and that's why it's so beautiful to work with them and just and and you know it's spirit because it doesn't sound anything like you and yeah you know, i'll look at i'll look at my writings i'm like that's not the way i speak but i'd never I, how where'd that come from or i'll be in a trance and i'll, and I'll look back on the video and i'm like how did that who is that <laughs> You never know. Even today, right here with me, you might be having some extra help I, come through. So maybe I'm having some bizarre spirit personality come through right now, and I just we've don't had know. some bizarre issues today. So you never know. Maybe they are. Oh, we need this <laughs> yes, to happen. Could be. So it to, could be in order to make Stranger this happen. Things about. Yes. Uh, so what's your book called? What's the title of your book so people can find it? The, yeah, the book is Spirits Beside Us Gain Healing and Comfort uh, from Loved Ones in Spirit. And it's all about uh, really the spirit world. It's it's really kind of in three parts. It's, it's my journey in the beginning and kind of basically talking about what I just uh, discussed you know, my childhood, the, the, the awakening, the, the disbelief to eventual belief. And the middle part is also about the mechanics of, of mediumship, what it's about, how does mediumship work? What are the, what's the science behind it? Like I was discussing uh, previously. And then the third part is all about uh, the different readings uh, that I've had the pleasure and privilege of giving some of these readings are just kind of showing the different ways that spirit has come through and, and, and the beautiful message they've given. Sounds great. I encourage everybody to go check that out if they want to learn your background as well as how to communicate with spirit as well. So um, anything else that you've been working on lately that you want to talk about quickly before we let you go today, Chris? Yeah, well, I'm uh, encouraging everybody just to go out and a connect with your own spirit and connect with spirits around you. That's important. Uh, and kind of in that vein, that's one of the things I'm trying to do with, uh, you know, the course that's coming out in March and, you know, just also the, you know, I've got a free, uh, you know, class I'm doing this Wednesday. So if people are interested in that class, take a look at that and take a look at the course. Sounds great. And uh, your website is, so how they can connect with you? Yeah, sure. The uh, The website is www.montclairmedium.com. And, you know, people can take a look at that. And, you know, they can also just, uh, you know, 
see all different ways uh, to get in contact with me just from the website. Sounds great. I hope they reach out to you and uh, get in touch with you so they can uh, start learning some mediumship themselves. So sounds great. Right. Well, thank you very much, Chris. I appreciate you taking your time and telling us about your journey and your story. And uh, it's been wonderful listening to you today. So uh, thank you so much for being here on Haunting Live. Well, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, anytime. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And uh, that was Chris, a Montclair medium, joining us here today from New Jersey, USA. So if you guys are interested in uh, checking his work out, you can go to his website and uh, check his work out as a medium. And uh, he does have classes and a book out as well you can check out. So um, big thank you to him for being on the show today here on Haunting Live Podcast. And thank you all for joining us here today. Uh, a few technical issues today, but uh, we worked through them, I think. So uh, another great show here on Haunting live i appreciate all you guys tuning in each and every week we do have a brand new guest here each and every week joining us somewhere in the paranormal field uh doesn't always be a medium but that is our main topic and our main guest that we have on usually is a medium of some kind to talk about their journey so if you like what you see here don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you get notified when we post new videos on our youtube and if you like your content also hit the like button as well that helps us out on youtube and don't forget to follow us on other platforms as well we are on facebook Twitter, Instagram as well. So check out those posts over there also. It will be appreciated. And um, yeah, don't forget to also listen to us if you forget to watch the live show on our YouTube Sundays at 4 o'clock. Uh, you can also listen to the podcast every week. We post it onto the podcast apps as well where you guys can listen in and catch up on any past shows that you may have missed there as well if you prefer to just listen to the show instead of watching us live. So um, thank you so much. Don't forget to also check out our official website which is hauntinglivepodcast.com we have all the past episodes up there where you can check those out you can check out our public event tickets that we have on sale there we do do public events as well here at haunting live and uh, where you can meet us and join us in uh, public paranormal investigations at different locations here in southern ontario where we are and um, yeah, other than that, also check out our merch we have available for you guys in the paranormal field. Everything from cleansings to protection is available at hauntedlightpodcast.com slash merch. Go check out our crystals, our cleansing materials such as sage and things like that that we use in the field here all the time in the paranormal world. So um, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Uh, don't forget to check us out also on the Rhode Island Broadcasting Network on Wednesday nights. They rebroadcast each week's show there on Wednesday nights at 10 o'clock on their Facebook and YouTube. So check that out as well. With that, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And don't forget to check us out next week with a brand new guest in the paranormal field. Talk to you guys later. Have a great rest of your weekend. Um, and began working with healing of the land. And because it felt like such a massive project, started teaching everyone who wanted to learn. From childhood, I would see spirits, and I just felt like they were the extra people in my home. I had a hard time like sharing that. Uh, I grew up in the Bible Belt in South Carolina, and it's just not cool. <laughs> or it's frowned upon, it's, it's demonic, or ooh, you know, scary. I've always been a spooky kid. Um, I love everything paranormal. I can't, I don't have a memory where I didn't believe in magic and the paranormal. I use my intuitive abilities to help people identify 
their inner self. So have a deeper self-awareness. And through that, I'm able to um, help them see different perceptions and different um, belief systems that might be preventing them, you know, exploring their journey. I've 